good day. I'm Lorraine Lawson, Deputy Editor of Bank Automation News. Welcome to this episode of The Buzz. Each Friday of this month, we're highlighting some of the conversations featured during our Bank Automation Summit held March 1st through 2nd in Charlotte, North Carolina. This week, we share a discussion about ideation and how technology fits in for better or worse with that process. We start with a question. Are there technologies that limit ideation and how do you deal with that? First, you'll hear from Pepe Parada, Chief Operating Officer at Vero Bank. Then you'll hear Ganesh Krishnan, Enterprise Chief Information Officer at PNC Financial Services Group. He's followed by Abhijit Chaudhary, Chief Product Officer at Green Dot Corporation. I have sort of a two-part question, uh, and I'll, I'll start with um, Pepe this time. But th- this question is, how do we encourage and execute ideas when silos and technology tend to complicate or mute their impact? And I think maybe a, a sub-part of this question is, are there technologies that limit ideation? What are, what are those technologies, and how do you deal with that? I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting question. And I, 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 when, here's how I think about technology. <laughs> um, I start first with complexity. I say, like, what is what is the thing we're trying to accomplish? Uh, and let's make sure that we make it as simple as we possibly can. Oftentimes, we make things way too complicated. I then say, then once I do that, once I get the team to realize, like, this is the core of what we're trying to do, I then say, all right, great, design a flawless experience. From beginning to end, how do you want that thing to work? And, and, and don't let barriers get in the way. Uh, but make sure that that thing is designed really well. And then, once I do that, then I say, great, how can you use technology to help you deliver on that experience? Oftentimes, we start the other way around. We start with technology, uh, and we work our way backwards. And the reason that's not the right way to do it is because oftentimes what we end up doing is we automate poorly designed experiences that are built to manage unnecessary complexity. <laughs> and so you got to really shift the way people think about this thing, and you got to start with complexity first, and then work your way work work this way. So to me, the answer to the question is: any technology that becomes the starting point of the conversation is a bad technology. Stay away from it. That's not that's not that should never be the starting point uh, of any conversation that is about ideation or experimentation. It should be what I mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Right. So innovation. It's a classic case, right? Innovation is not equal to technology. You start with that conversation, right? Innovation is about the business idea. So find out what that business idea is. From that business idea, go experiment with that idea. You know, I have a different answer for you on the hobby stuff that we'll talk about later. Um, He's coming out with that go. But, uh, <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is, if you don't go experiment with the idea, you will never know whether that idea is value worth or not. But you've got to do it in a time box manner. And you've got to have an execution engine that can go execute. Like the ideas can't sit. What we've seen is if, if you take that business idea and then say, don't start with that technology stuff, right? You can apply any disruptive technology to it, right? You know, but once once you figure out what the idea is, you can even apply apply a mainframe technology. I have a fundamental problem with the question itself. The question should not be about what technologies could be applied for innovation. That, that's a fundamentally a flawed question. Uh, it should be the other way around, as, as Pepe just said, right? So, but you can even apply mainframe technology to solve a problem, not really. If we think about everything in this notion of everybody thinks of uh, innovation being this big earth-shattering Uber-like idea, right? It's not. We 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 categorize innovations into three buckets: There's a small I, a medium I, and a big I. Right? A small eye can cause a significant 
cost reduction or a cost saving or a revenue increase that people don't realize. So once you get that out of the way that you have to think about this big next idea and just say, get the idea onto the table, you're going to see that people come up every day, stop doing their status quo job and reinvent every day in their regular jobs. That's what the culture is about. That's what the DNA is about as you, as you, as you go forward with it. And once you start doing it, you're going to see that virtually it, it expands across, across the organization. So um, that's my answer to it. And, and you know, previously it, should, it used to be about hobbies and stuff, right? But now it's not. You know, because if you, if you just say only these people can innovate and can do stuff, you're never make, going to make progress. Right. Now, if you do 10 ideas, let's say I, I take an example. I do 10 ideas and I pursue 10 ideas. Eight out of the 10 ideas after I do a POC, don't strike a chord. I got to put it on the shelf and move on to the next one. A person can't continue the idea because it's their idea and they're invested in making it happen. It's this notion of fail forward, fail fast, fail forward concept, right? Put it on the shelf and move on. The two out of the 10 that stick are going to take you miles ahead of your competition if you stick to that strategy. So that's my perspective and prepare really well. Ganesh, I really liked your 3i concept. Fantastic. Um, you know, when you talk about trying to do something and you talk about simplicity, how do I make a concept simple? And in your strive to achieve simplicity, you realize that you're challenging the status quo. And I'm a product guy, I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. In Green Dot, we had a lot of ideas. One idea was uh, that would impact millions of customers in North America. Great, that's a fantastic idea. How do you implement it? Oh wait, you know, the technology guys will tell you, you can't. Because to do that idea, you need a core banking platform. Okay, so you know, that's a technology problem. Well, you must be crazy. We can't go solve that. We are a 21-year-old company. Can you imagine migrating millions of customers? I think all of you probably understand. It's a painful, painful exercise. But guess what? We decided to go through that because that would allow us to simplify. This year, we are doing it. We are migrating and we are eliminating a process of dependency just because that allows us to simplify. And we took that call. It was a very bold call. But again, this is challenging the status quo to ensure that your going forward projects are simple, easy to integrate, and you can scale. Yeah, I think, I think the, to, to add to what you said, the funniest thing I've, I found when we started this process is we would do a full day product focus user group ideation sessions. So we'll bring together uh, people from business technology and ops together, put them in a room, use design thinking, and put them. The first hour was, okay, come up with your ideas. <laughs> And it is so funny, the first hour is the best hour. People will say, this system cannot do that, and that system cannot do that, and this system cannot do that, and that. And we let them say it, don't stop them. Let them get it out of their chest for an hour. After they finish an hour, we say, a reminder, if all these things did not exist and you had a clean slate, and you stop worrying about system barriers and constraints and everything, what would you like to have? What would you think you should have? And all of a sudden, it takes half an hour for them to get going, but all of a sudden, the light bulbs go off. And by the end of the day, the design thinking walls are painted with hundreds of ideas. Hundreds of ideas. And if you use a typical design thinking, thorn, bud notion and, and put the teams together, by the end of the day, you are at least up with 10 or 15 new platform or product ideas. 
that's the power of it right you got to let people take things off their chest because they have 20 30 years of frustration let it come out and then you can see the ideas emerge and we've really seen we have actually created ground up products i have uh, i have uh, one of my colleagues dave on the uh, here from our treasury management who leads innovation we have created ground up products and platforms through this innovation concept ground up it works but got to stick to it the conversation next turns to cores and the effect they might have on ideation alex sian managing director and head of market growth at city ventures led the response and ganesh krishna of pnc responded core oh yeah so i i mean i i think to me i agree with everything that's been said but i it's funny because i'm usually not the most conservative guy <laughs> <laughs> but, but i would say that there is uh I think that when you're talking about ideation kind of within the core that I would say is more related to automation and efficiency and things like that like then thousand flowers bloom like lots of different kind of concepts because there's so many things broken within sort of operations when you're talking about innovation at kind of a, a business growth level I actually think it's it's I've come now I did not used to be this guy but I'm more like now I don't want to hear a bunch of ideas I want I want to I want to narrow in. Like growth is known. Like there there is a known like like you know set of either segments or characters or markets that you can look at that have a set set of problems that are not infinite that that will drive growth. So to me it's kind of like that be buttoned up. Like really know like what's going on there, like the ideas of what customers want, need, things like that. You know, to me I feel like, you know, to drive business growth, you you need to start with more business thinking rather than customer thinking and I it's weird that I would be saying that. <laughs> no, I think I, 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 I you know if I could this is a this is a panel, right? So it should be good constructive dialogue, right? So we'll I'll constructively challenge you on that. Why would you want to categorize that price? Don't you lose the value of innovation? Yeah. Uh it's a good question. I I think there's just more um to me it's more top line bottom line. And I think innovation is one of those loaded terms, but if you think about it just as continuous improvement, some some improvements are more dramatic than others maybe. Um but I would say that there is to me a difference between kind of like growing into new adjacent segments or markets at a at a product or business or channel level. versus growth that is driven by more uh what i would say is is in continuous improvement of the client experience and, and the existing business model um and i do think they're they're different they're different but uh but yeah the spirit of it is the is the same like i would agree with you know a lot of what said here in terms of the creativity the collaboration the, yeah i i see that more as a difference and you're a product guy right uh, i see more that a a product strategy versus innovation right mm-hmm. so whether i grow in new markets or do i introduce new solutions into markets versus what i do with my existing footprint of customers that's a product strategy in my in my view uh, and less about innovation um innovation is more of like you can introduce it in your current customers you can attract leads and prospects with stuff you bring it on or you can even do operational things in innovation right like the bank automation is a classic example of innovation through automation or digitization uh, so there are different levers you can pull as you as you bring an object uh... abhijit chaudhry followed up alex brings a good point but when you look at that lens alex you know you're looking at growing your business organically 
there's only so much you can grow organically. And if you look at what's happened in the last 10 years, there's a neo bank coming up every second week now. As in, you know, you, I just look through my LinkedIn feed, oh, a new neo bank offering the same exact product. So when you do that and you see what's happened in the industry, look at trading. 10 years ago, to trade, you had to pay money. Yeah. With Robinhood, it's free. And everybody jumped on that bandwagon. That's exactly what's happening in banking right now. So if you don't innovate in your space, you'll be left behind. Yeah. And if you try on uh, searching for organic growth within your segment, you know, we can talk about unit economics all day long, but then you lose that battle. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're, you're, you're making a great point, which to me comes down to a challenge that the large, large banks have is that there is the, the danger of being niche, right? Like once you, niche products are great, but they, they only get to a certain level, right, of scale. And when you're dealing with the chassis of a huge company, it, it again becomes a hobby, not, and not something that is not meaningful or drives value, but something that simply can't be processed by a large institution, right, in a meaningful way. I, I think that's a big challenge, right, is the, it, and it maybe is a business model challenge, which is, you know, I, I totally understand how niche growth is not efficient to pursue uh, for companies that are already massively scaled, but maybe maybe that's the problem, right? Is that yeah, and I think, no I think look, look, you know, uh, for, you, you mentioned big banks, we are one of the big banks, you know, the fifth largest now in, in the country after our integration. Um, but for us, you know, we, we are pivoting away from this notion of productization and what I call, you know, platformification, which is creating platforms instead of products, right? And there comes your concept of strategic partners, right? You know, uh, our term, my term internally for my team is three words that define it, open, shared, and collaborative. You cannot build everything yourself. You can't innovate within your own four walls. You got to partner, collaborate, find your niche with the partners and go, go to market with those solutions, but create platforms. And once you create platforms, anybody can innovate on top of those platforms, right? Your customers can innovate on top of that platform. Your partners can innovate on top of their platform. Your employees can innovate on top of their platform. So whereas if you keep creating these siloed products, you're not gonna reach anywhere. And that's where the future and in the industry is going. Yeah. And you'll be left behind with a bag if you continue to create products and not platforms. Absolutely, and I, maybe just, sorry, go ahead, Alex. No, just say 100% agree with that. That's, and that's the toughest, toughest turn to make yep. for us scale players, and, and why the software folks on this panel are, are I would invest. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Buzz, a Bank Automation News podcast. Thank you for your time, and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you.